People, how fantastic was that? That was, wait a minute, there we go. That was the great Hank Mobley doing a track off his album called the Hank Mobley Sextet. Um, and that track was called, <laughs> that track was called High Groove, Low Feedback. <laughs> that was a great Donald Byrd on trumpet with John Jenkins on the alto sax, uh, Hank Mobley on tenor sax with Bobby Timmons on piano and uh, Wilbur Ware on bass, and the great Philly Joe Jones on drums. Uh, this is off an album called the Hank Mobley Sextet on Blue Note Records, released in 1957. And um, Hank Mobley's from uh, Georgia, born in 1930. And uh, the great uh, jazz writer and critic Leonard Feather called him the middleweight champion of the tenor sax. And that was because um, uh, uh, in, earlier in his career, he was actually um, a welterweight uh, prize fighter. And um, he had uh, some a few b- uh, bouts, and, uh, but then turned to jazz. <laughs> Lucky for us. All right, people. We're in the land of hi-fi, and I'm your old pal, DX the Funky Grandpa, and uh, I'll be playing more jazz for you right after this. Okay, next up, we got a nice long track. Um, Wait a minute. There we go. I'm sorry about that. This is the first time I've ever done this on on air in a proper radio station. Uh, so I'm a little, wee bit nervous, but I uh, hope you can forgive me uh, for that. Uh, next up, we're going to uh, listen to a nice long track by the great Red Garland on piano. And uh, this track is a nice uh, long excursion into uh, a sort of a blues jazz stroll. And it's... Uh, I don't know. I kind of dig it. I hope you will, too. So uh, here we go. 
Yeah, people. How fantastic was that? The great Red Garland on piano doing a very long but cool and bluesy stroll into the world of jazz. Uh, that was a track called All Morning Long by the great Red Garland. Now, before we go any further, uh, folks, I have to say that I uh, misspoke about uh, uh, Hank Mobley, uh, the previous track. Uh, Leonard Feather called him the uh, middleweight champ uh, of the tenor sax because of his laid-back style. And uh, it was actually Red Garland who was uh, a welterweight uh, prize fighter in his early career. So please forgive me for that. That was uh, Red Garland, who was born in uh, Dallas, Texas, from, uh, or excuse me, um, in 1923. And uh, he worked with all the greats, uh, you know, worked with Miles in the 1950s. He started playing uh, clarinet and alto sax at the beginning of his career, but then switched uh, to piano in the 1940s, uh, where he was... Uh, uh, like I said, he had a short career as a welterweight boxer and had actually had like 35 fights and uh, actually had one uh, exhibition fight with none other than uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. Um, he became uh, first well-known uh, when he played with Miles Davis's uh, uh, very first quintet that included John Coltrane and uh, Philly Joe Jones and the great Paul Chambers. Um, he was eventually fired, though, because <laughs> he, uh, he was a little unreliable. Uh, he was always showing up late for uh, recording sessions, and Miles Davis got kind of, uh, kind of uh, pissed off at him, so he showed him the door. <laughs> and after that, uh, Red Garland formed his own group uh, that included Pepper Adams and uh, Nat Adderley, the uh, brother of uh, Cannonball Adderley, and uh, Ray Barreto, and Kenny Burrell, the great uh, jazz guitarist. Uh, among a few others. So you had uh, a lot of uh, folks coming in and out, uh, sort of a rotation. The track we just heard, which was called All Morning Long, um, was released uh, on a double album on Prestige Records in 1973 and called Jazz Junction. And it's uh, sort of a, a, a collection of earlier works by Red Garland. And um, I really dug that one. It's a nice long excursion. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did, people. All right. Uh, for, uh, let's see. Where am I going from here? Oh, uh, next up is a really nice track by um, the great Grant Green, speaking of great uh, jazz guitarists. And uh, it's off his album called Solid. And uh, we're going to hear the title track. So let's get to it. You're listening to Psyched Radio, San Francisco. You're listening to Psyched Radio, San Francisco. Thank you. 
People, another fantastic jazz cut by the fabulous Grant Green. Um, that was Grant Green on guitar with Joe Henderson on the tenor sax, James Spaulding on the alto sax, the great McCoy Tyner on piano, Bob Crenshaw on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums. That was the title track to Grant Green's album called Solid, and this was released on Blue Note Records. Um, in 1979. It was recorded in 1964, uh, but wasn't released until much later. Uh, Grant Green, our man from uh, St. Louis, Missouri, born in 1935, uh, played with, of course, all the greats. Um, any name that you can men- that you can think of, he probably played with them. Uh, Grant Green had a. Uh, more of a hard bop sort of style. No, excuse me. <laughs> I'm trying to read from my notes here, people, and uh, I'm getting a little confused. <laughs> uh, where? Let's see. Grant Green, of course, made a lot of um, uh, recorded a lot of uh, albums for Blue Note, and uh, he was a leader and a sideman, mostly as a sideman, I think. He, he, you know, and um, in some of the stuff that I found about uh, Grant Green, it says that uh, he made more appearances on Blue Note Records than just about anyone else, uh, both as a leader and as a sideman, and um, considered by some to be the, um, I guess, sort of the the father of the acid jazz movement uh, in the 90s that sort of became well uh more well-known as Rare Groove. And um, Grant Green was a fantastic jazz guitar player, and uh, unfortunately he died um, of a sudden heart attack at the tender age of, I think he was like 43 or so. And um, I think that may have been brought on uh, because he uh, spent many years as a drug addict, which is sad. And it's too bad that we lost him so early, but... uh, Thankfully, he left us a lot of great music. So, thank you, Mr. Grant Green. All right, up next, we're going to hear a really nice sort of uh, more blues track uh, uh, from um, Kenny Burrell and the great John Coltrane. Uh, This track that we're going to hear is called Big Paul, and I believe that it was uh, dedicated to the great jazz bass player, Mr. Paul Chambers. So... Here we go. You're listening to In the Land of Hi-Fi, and I'm your old pal, DX the Funky Grandpa, playing jazz for you, the soundtrack to your afternoon, uh, till about 6 o'clock p.m. All right, let's get to it. Thank you. 
Big Paul. Play it. Yeah, people, how fantastic was that? Another great track. That was uh, a track called Big Paul uh, by Kenny Burrell and the great St. John Coltrane off their self-titled album um, that was released on New Jazz Records, a uh, subsidiary of a Prestige Records um, in 1958. It's a really good record. There's a lot of great stuff on it with the fantastic rhythm section um, that included uh, the great Kenny Burrell on guitar, uh, Tommy Flanagan on piano, the great Paul Chambers doing that fantastic uh, uh, walking bass there, and the fabulous Jimmy Cobb on drums, and of course John Coltrane on the tenor sax. It's a really nice album. Um, when I first picked it up, I didn't think that uh, 
the pairing between John Coltrane and Kenny Burrell um, was going to be that stellar because they just seem like on different planes. But when you listen to it, there's a lot of really great stuff on it. And uh, the players are just uh, trading back and forth, influencing one another, and um, uh, coming up with some really stellar performances. So thank you, Kenny Burrell and John Coltrane. Fantastic. Okay, next up, we're going to hear a track by the great Lee Morgan. And um, before that, I just want to let you know that uh, we're in the land of hi-fi, and I'm still DX the Funky Grandpa. Thank you for uh, allowing me to play these jazz records for you and providing a little bit of uh, a soundtrack to your afternoon as we move into the evening here in the land of hi-fi. Coming to you from San Francisco at Psyched Radio SF. Okay, I'm sorry for that dead air. Um, Next up, as I said, we're going to listen to a really nice track called Midtown Blues. We've got a lot of blues-influenced tracks here for you today. And this is by Lee Morgan off of his album uh, released on Blue Note Records in 1961 called Leeway. So let's get to it. Here we go. Thank you. 
Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lee Morgan. People, how fantastic was that? I love that. Nice little uh, bluesy stroll down the Midtown. Uh, That was uh, a track called Midtown Blues by the great Lee Morgan, who was born in Philadelphia in 1938. This is off an album released on Blue Note Records in 1961 called Leeway. And uh, that track was written by the great... Uh, Jackie McLean, who also was uh, performing on alto sax with Lee Morgan on the trumpet, of course, with the great Bobby Timmons on piano and Paul Chambers on the bass with the great Art Blakey on drums. Lee Morgan had uh, quite the life, quite an interesting life. Uh, I don't know if uh, any of you know too much about him, uh, but there's a great um, documentary about uh, Lee Morgan and his life, uh, tumultuous as it was, uh, called I Called Him Morgan. And I believe it's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, you want to seek that out if you're interested in uh, Lee Morgan and you're interested in jazz musicians. Like I say, he's got a, he had a pretty tumultuous life and uh, had a lot of ups and downs, uh, but uh, he came back in, in a big way. So, yeah, I would recommend that, uh, that documentary. Check it out, people. It's pretty cool. It's called I Called Him Morgan. <laughs> You're listening to uh, In the Land of Hi-Fi. I'm your host, DX the Funky Grandpa, and we're right here on Psyched Radio SF, coming to you straight from the heart of the great city of San Francisco. Let's see. What do we have next? You're listening to Psyched Radio, San Francisco. <laughs> Thank you, Scarlett. All right, next up, uh, we're going to have, oh, this is one of my favorite uh, mu- musicians, one of my favorite jazz pianists, the great Herbie Hancock. A, a stellar career, very, very long career, beginning with, <coughs> pardon me, beginning when he was uh, only like 19 or 20, um, played with all the greats, lots of great people, Donald Byrd, Miles Davis, Hank Mobley, any name that you can come up with, Mr. Uh, Herbie Hancock probably played with him. This is a, a really nice track, one of my favorite tracks of of his early career. I love the output of, um, of Herbie Hancock's career in the very uh, beginning stages. Uh, it's sort of a soul jazz uh, slash hard bop track called Blind Man, Blind Man. And... Um, this is off his second album uh, by the same name, I believe, uh, released on Blue Note Records in 1963. And I hope you dig it as much as I do. So let's get to it. Here we go. This is Blind Man, Blind Man by the great Herbie Hancock. <laughs> Thank you. 
yeah. Thank you, Herbie Hancock. There they go with the fellas jazzing out into the sunset, people. That was the great Herbie Hancock doing a track called Blind Man, Blind Man. Really, really dig that track a lot, and I hope you did too. Um, I love Herbie Hancock's uh, very early work from the very from the early 60s. This is off his second album released on Blue Note Records called My Point of View. And um, Herbie Hancock sort of established himself as a great, uh, uh, at the very beginning of his career, as soon as he started. He started his career playing with uh, Donald Byrd, moved on to uh, play with Miles Davis and many, many others. And uh, he's still with us, I believe. And I'm not sure if he's still performing, but uh, he had a great and long, stellar career. Uh, I'm sure lots of folks remember him from uh, uh, the early 80s, I think, when he did uh, Rocket and a few other sort of uh, electronic rock slash jazz tracks. Um, most well known for doing uh, Cantaloupe Island and um, a few other very popular tracks. Uh, but this is a really fantastic uh, LP called My Point of View. Uh, Donald Byrd on trumpet with Garcian uh, Monchard number three <laughs> on trombone with Hank Mobley on the tenor sax, Herbie Hancock on the piano, of course, with uh, the fabulous Grant Green, who we heard previously on guitar, with Chuck Israel on bass, and the fantastic Anthony Williams on drums. Anthony Williams, a fantastic jazz drummer, started his career when he was uh, just about 17 years old. All right, we're in the land of hi-fi. And I'm still DX the Funky Grandpa. Thank you for allowing me to share these jazz tracks for you, providing a little soundtrack to your afternoon and evening. And uh, you're listening to Psyched Radio, San Francisco. You're listening to Psyched Radio, San Francisco. See, I told you. <laughs> you're listening to Psyched Radio. There she is again. San Francisco. <laughs> Thank you, Scarlett. Okay, next up. Oh, man, I love this track. This is really an interesting album, people. And um, if you haven't heard it, uh, I think you're in, your ears are in for a treat. This is the, uh, the title track to this album by Duke Ellington uh, playing with uh, uh, um, the great Charlie Mingus and also on drums Max Roach. A really fantastic um, trio. Uh, Kind of diverse and kind of sort of, um, would, you wouldn't think that those three would match up in, uh, in, in any cohesive way. But this album, and some people think they didn't, but um, when you listen to this album, um, you've got to be ready for some really interesting and fantastic music. We're going to hear the, uh, the title track to this album called Money Jungle, and uh, let's see what you think about it. All right, so here we go. Take it away, fellas. Thank you. 
Yeah, people. There you go. A little experimentive uh, sort of uh, post-bop <laughs> jazz for you from Duke Ellington and Charlie Mingus and Max Roach. Really, really fantastic piece there. I love the way um, Charlie Parker, or not Charlie Parker, Charlie Mingus is freaking out on his bass. <laughs> it's really amazing. Um and it probably kind of freaked out uh, Duke Ellington as well. Uh, this is off an album called Money Jungle. This is the uh, title track uh, to this album, released on United Artists Records in 1963. And uh, it uh, encompasses uh, like all their different playing styles, Max Roach, Charlie Mingus, and uh, Duke Ellington. And lots of people didn't think that it would work or could work. And uh, one of those people who didn't think it would work at all was uh, Miles Davis. <laughs> but, you know, you can listen and judge for yourself. Look it up, folks, and uh, see if you can find it somewhere. I'm pretty sure you can find it probably in some digital uh, file somewhere. And give it a listen. There's some really great stuff on there. Um, and at the beginning of the sessions, uh, I, I looked into it. I uh, and uh, according to my notes and according to the things that I found, uh, at the beginning of the session, uh, Duke Ellington told um, Charlie Mingus and Max Roach that um, he didn't really want to play just um, compositions that he had written. And um, that sort of made everybody happy, you know. Um, but as it turned out, um, all all but one of the tracks on this uh, album are written by Duke Ellington, and um, Charlie Mingus wasn't too happy about that. And uh, as a matter of fact, he walked out of uh, he walked out of the session for a little while, uh, kind of kind of angry that uh, all the tracks that they were playing were Duke tracks. And of course, they wanted he wanted to have a few uh, a, a go at uh, some of his uh, compositions. Um, so that's the way it turned out. And, I think I think the album is pretty good, but uh, like I say, you have to look that up and uh, check it out yourself. Okay, we're in the land of hi-fi, and I'm still DX the Funky Grandpa, and you're listening to Psyched Radio SF, coming to you straight out of the heart of San Francisco. The clock on the wall says it's about 10 minutes to 6 p.m., so that means I've got about 10 minutes to go. So next up, we're going to hear this. This is a fantastic track, people, and I think you're going to dig this. That previous track by Duke Ellington and Max Roach and uh, Charlie Mingus had kind of a um, a world music vibe to it, kind of a, a slightly Eastern vibe to it. And uh, this next track has uh, that sort of vibe to it as well. This is by the great Clark Terry, and we're going to hear the uh, title track to this uh, album that was released on Emerson Records in 1955, and it's called Swahili. It's really, really fantastic. It's got a like a, like I say, it's got a like a little um, Eastern vibe to it, a little um, African vibe to it, and a little bit of swing and big band influence on it. And I think you're going to dig this. At least I hope you are. So uh, let's get to it. Here is the great Clark Terry doing his track called Swahili. Mm-hmm. 
How fantastic is that? I just love that track. That was the great Clark Terry uh, doing his track called Swahili. And that's the title track to this debut album that Clark Terry released on Emerson Records, a subsidiary of Mercury Records, uh, in 1955. Little uh, swing, big band influence with a little uh, sort of Moroccan sound to it, I think. That was Clark Terry on trumpet with uh, Jimmy Cleveland on trombone. I love the sound of the trombone, people. And uh, Cecil Payne on the baritone sax with the great Horace Silver on piano. Uh, Wendell Marshall on bass Oscar Pettiford on bass and cello, and the great Art Blakey on drums. And uh, that track and this whole album was uh, arranged by none other than Quincy Jones. Thank you, Clark Terry. We're in the land of hi-fi, and I'm still DX the Funky Grandpa, playing these dusty old jazz records for you for another uh, few minutes. <laughs> I got one more track uh, lined up, and uh, this is another great track that has this sort of um, Eastern vibe to it, sort of African vibe to it, world music vibe. And this is a track called Native Land by Curtis Amy and Dupree Bolton. I love that name, Dupree. People don't name their kids Dupree anymore. Maybe they're pets or something, but it's a great name. Uh, this is off an album called Katanga. That was released uh, in originally uh, in 1963 on Pacific Jazz Records, and uh, it's kind of moody. It's kind of an exotic, uh, has an exotic vibe to it, with some really outstanding guitar and piano performances on this track. So uh, I think you're going to dig this. So let's get to it. Here we go. This is the great Curtis Amy and Dupree Bolton doing a track called Native Land. Thank you. 
people. How fantastic is that? That was a, a track called Native Land, and that was done, uh, performed here by Curtis Amy, who was, uh, comes to us out of Houston, Texas, born in 1929, and Dupree Bolton uh, out of Oklahoma City, and also born in 1929. Uh, this album is called Kutanga, and it was originally released in 1963 on the Pacific Jazz record label and reissued on Blue Note in June of 2021. It's a really fantastic uh, album, some really great music on there. I hope you dug that track right there. It's called Native Land. Curtis Amy was, I'm reading from some notes here, folks. Uh, Curtis Amy was a, the musical director, uh, along with his wife, for three years for the uh, Ray Charles Orchestra in the early 1960s um, uh, with his wife, uh, Mary Clayton, who also worked with the uh, Rolling Stones. And uh, Curtis Mayfield, or Curtis Mayfield, Curtis Amy uh, also did some uh, some work with uh, The Doors and Carol King, Lou Rawls, and uh, Dizzy Gillespie, uh, among a few others. And uh, Dupree Bolton was born in Oklahoma City, and uh, he spent most of his life, his early years, in uh, in Southern California. Uh, started working as a professional musician at about uh, 15 years old. Unfortunately, he had a, a really long uh, and life-consuming heroin addiction um, like not unlike a lot of jazz uh, musicians of the time, and uh, consequently spent about 25 years in prison due to uh, the drug possession uh, right after recording this album. Um, that was that's kind of sad, uh, but um, he's he left us some uh, some pretty good music uh, along with Curtis Amy, and that was Curtis Amy on uh, tenor and soprano sax with Dupree Bolton doing that fantastic trumpet work. Uh, Jackie Wilson on piano. No, not that Jackie Wilson. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ray Crawford doing that fantastic guitar work. Victor Gaskin on bass and Doug Sides on the drums. You're listening to In the Land of Hi-Fi. I'm your host, DX the Funky Grandpa, and we're coming to you out of San Francisco on Psyched Radio, San Francisco, California. <laughs> You're listening to Psyched Radio, San Francisco. So, yeah, I told you. Thank you, Scarlett. She's got a nice voice, don't you think? Okay, uh... We're going to go just a little bit long. We're at uh, the clock on the wall says it's about 6.15. So I'm going to play a few more, and then I'm going to go ahead and get out of your hair. But, but I just want to say thank you so much uh, for allowing me to come in uh, to your ears and share this groovy jazz music uh, coming to you straight off of black, shiny, dusty vinyl. <laughs> and also want to say thank you to the uh, Psyched Radio family for allowing me to uh, sort of uh, dip my toes into the uh, radio world. Um, I've been, I was doing a, a sort of a DIY jazz show from my cluttered record room at home, uh, beginning at the uh, at the beginning of the lockdown, and uh, just started doing it with my one turntable at home and my. Uh, silly iPhone and just playing these jazz records and you know keeping people in touch with one another and having a good time and it sort of parlayed into this <laughs> this radio show so thank you folks 
for letting me do this. I, I, I am still a little bit nervous, you can probably tell, but I hope to get better at it uh, as time goes by. So, all right. Um, next up, we're going to hear, we're sort of on the uh, world music uh, sort of exotic vibe. I'm going to stick with that. And we're going to hear something uh, called Tokyo Traffic. And this is by the great Dave Brubeck Quartet. And uh, it's off his album um, called Jazz Impressions of Japan. This was recorded on Columbia Records in 1964, and it was uh, sort of a... this album, according to the liner notes, is sort of a, a, a musical diary of their tour throughout Japan in the, the spring of 1964. And there's some pretty interesting music on it, but I particularly like this track here. So the first track on side one, and it's called Tokyo Traffic. So let's get to it. I hope you dig this one. So here we go. Take it away, Dave Rubeck. Thank you. 
Yeah. Thank you, Dave Brubeck and the Dave Brubeck Quartet. That was a track called Tokyo Traffic. And this is off an album called Jazz Impressions of Japan, uh, released on Columbia Records in 1964, uh, released after uh, the quartet had toured uh, Japan in the spring of 1964 and uh, decided to issue a sort of musical diary uh, of their uh, experiences in Japan. So uh, full of like sort of cool jazz uh, with obviously an Eastern and Asian vibe to it. Um, Dave Brubeck, of course, is most well-known for uh, his album uh, Time Out, which featured his big hit um, uh, Take Five. Uh, And uh, that album was uh, the first jazz album to uh, sell over one million copies and continues to sell to this day. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that just about everybody knows that track, uh, Take Five, uh, been uh, reproduced and and covered in many different styles by many different types of uh, musical groups. And um, I I read a little note somewhere uh, that said that um, Dave Brubeck was featured uh, on the cover of Time magazine uh, back in the 60s, I believe, early 60s. And uh, I think he was uh, only the second jazz person to uh, have been honored with the Time magazine cover, uh, Louis Armstrong Sachmo being the uh, first one. Uh, Dave Brubeck uh, apparently was pretty much embarrassed by the fact that he was featured on an, on Time magazine and felt that um, uh, uh, Duke Ellington was more deserving of the cover. And um, he also felt that uh, he only got the cover because he, he happened to be a white Caucasian jazz guy. Um, and uh, later on, when Duke Ellington uh, came to visit him at... Uh, I think his hotel, uh, at some point where he was on the road, Duke Ellington came in, uh, for a visit, and when he knocked on his door and uh, Duke showed him the cover, he said, uh, yeah, it should have been you. <laughs> so there you go, folks, a little tidbit, uh, a little trivia about Dave uh, Brubeck. Okay, we're in the land of hi-fi, and I'm still DX the Funky Grandpa, and I'm going to play a couple more for you, and then I'm going to go ahead and get out of your hair. But thank you so much for listening in, and thank you for letting me share these uh, groovy jazz tunes for you, and I hope you're digging it so far. Next up, we're going to hear a track uh, by uh, Chico... uh, No, excuse me, pardon me. (laughs) Where are my notes, people? Uh, We're going to hear a track by... uh, uh, Clark Terry. We heard uh, Swahili from Clark Terry uh, a couple tracks ago. And um, this is off an album that he recorded called Spanish Rice. And um, this was released on Impulse Records in 1966. And he's performing here with the arranger Chico O'Farrell. And uh, the track we're going to hear is a track called Tin Tin Dio. And uh, it's a nice uh, sort of a soul jazz, big band track um, with a Latin feel to it, sort of a Latin soul jazz thing. So here we go. Let's get to it. This is Clark Terry doing Tin Tin Dio.
<laughs> yeah, people, there you go. little Latin soul, big band jazz there for you from Clark Terry. This is off his album called Spanish Rice, uh, arranged and performed here by Clark Terry with Chico O'Farrell. Um, Clark Terry uh, doing his track called Tin Tin Dio. <laughs> and uh, this is an album that was released on Impulse Records in 1966. Clark Terry on the trumpet and flugelhorn, and Joe Newman and Ernie Royal and Snooky Young on trumpets, with uh, Everett Barksdale and Barry Goldbraith on uh, guitars, really nice guitars there. Uh, uh, George Duniver on bass, with Julio Cruz and Frank Marabell, uh, no, Mara B, pardon me, on percussion. Uh, Clark Terry uh, was uh, sort of responsible for bringing the flugelhorn into the world of jazz. And he worked with a lot of greats, uh, early greats like Count Basie, Charlie Burnett, and Duke Ellington, uh, Quincy Jones, uh, just to name a few. And he even worked uh, with Doc Severinsen and Johnny Carson on The uh, Tonight Show uh, for about 10 years from 1962 to 1972. Worked in the jazz world for over 70 years and has uh, 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 a catalog that uh, has about 900 uh, recordings in it. So that's pretty impressive, people. (laughs) All right. uh, We're in the land of hi-fi, and I'm still DX the Funky Grandpa. I'm coming to you from uh, Psyched Radio, San Francisco. And uh, I hope you've been enjoying these uh, dusty old jazz records that I'm playing for you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for allowing me to share these things for you. i got one more for you, and then uh, I'm out. Uh, But I hope uh, that you have a wonderful um, uh, rest of the weekend. And whatever you do, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, try to stay away from the humans, people. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to close here with a a great track by one of my favorite jazz vocalists, the great, the one and only, the late, great Mose Allison. And he's going to be doing a track called I Love the Life I Live. And it's a really fantastic uh, track. If you if you folks haven't um, haven't heard uh, Mose Allison, I, and I would be pretty surprised if you hadn't. Uh, you're in for a treat. So once again, um, I've uh, I'm DX the Funky Grandpa. You've been listening to In the Land of Hi-Fi, and um, I'll see you again next time. Thank you for uh, letting me into your ears, and I uh, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Bye-bye for now. We're going to take you out with the great Mose Allison right after this. You're listening to Psyched Radio, San Francisco. I see you watching me just like a hawk I don't mind the way you talk But if you touch me, something's got to give I live the life I love and I love the life I live My diamond ring and my money too Tomorrow night it could belong to you The girls move me at their will I live the life I love and I love the life I live I may lay a hundred on a bed this time Tomorrow night I can't cover your dime Next week I could be over the hill I'm just trying to tell you people how I feel 
You see me rocking as I pass you by. Don't talk about me 'cause I could be high. Just forgive me if you will. I live a life of love and I love a life of love. This time, tomorrow night I can't cover your dime. Next week I could be over the hill. I'm just trying to tell you people how I feel. You see me rocking as I pass you by. Don't talk about me 'cause I could be high. Just forgive me if you will. I live the life of love and I love the life of love. Bye, everybody. Live life. I'll see you later. See you next week. Bye, bye.